Welcome to a very special short version of Nostalgia Cast. Your weekly roundup of the best and most up-to-date nostalgic news where we discuss the stories and give our thoughts. Yeah. I am your host who follows my nose to the places it goes, to the flavors of fruit wherever it grows, hmm. Andrew Price. Crunchitize him, Captain. Tyler Palo. Mm. Silly Rabbit. Tricks are for Kelby Joseph. Nah, that's not it. <laughs> He's great. Louis Elvius. Mm. I like this. And My favorite cereal. DJ Baby Fat, a.k.a. Julia. <laughs> Sick. Yep, that's what it is. Hey. Heard. Welcome to Nostalgia Cast. What's going on, guys? I said it yeah. last time. Uh-huh. Don't quote me on it. Mm. Because I was lying. Mm. Yeah. I said we were going to skip this week. Nah, yeah. Never that. Big fat liar. Never that. Oh. The movie. Yeah, just call me Frankie Muniz. Shit, that's got to go yeah. on my list. Oh, wow. oh, is my. that 2010? Oh my god, that's, that's, that's a great one. Very old. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, much older than that. Five maybe. Yeah. Um, What's going on? I haven't seen you guys in a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jules, you good? Yeah, I'm so good. I'm about to uh, get my holiday on, if you know what I mean. Go ahead. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right, Lou. Tinsel. You good? Chilling. You good? Chilling. Like... All right, Tyler. Yes. Egg dog. I see you got some really good chapstick on today. I do. I really like my lips. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. To them. Like, it's the holiday season. I was like, I'll treat you nice. You look great. Yeah, today. that's what's up. Yeah, I look, look great today. Yeah, thank you. Still, you still are in desperate need of a haircut. Thank but you, you. But you look great. I don't. For, I think for a long-haired hooligan. Every time somebody tells me that, my hair grows a little more, and it makes me happy. Okay, so let's yeah. let's talk about this for it. a second. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Cu- I also am curious about this because. About what? Up, like you seem, you have this weird like interrupter. <laughs> I this has been on my mind for a while. I'll let, I'll right. let you ask the thing okay. after, but I just every time I say that you need a haircut, you seem to have like almost this like really big reaction to it of like fuck that, and I'm curious. I just don't want a haircut. I like I'm I'm really enjoying the way my hair feels and not having to cut it and like growing it out, and not worrying about it. It's, it feels good. You should I keep really it. want to braid it. I like ask? it. I'm totally okay with braiding it too. Um, I'm definitely down for that. I was that. going to bring up that you shared a story with us off mic mm. about how you had long Ooh. hair and your boss said, cut that, cut that, cut that. And you said, no, I will have my long hair. And now you're doing the exact same thing to Tyler. Well, yeah, but no, every person Damn. needs an authority figure for them to push back against <laughs> to discover their boundaries. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I also like putting it in like uh, the puffs, like the little two puffs up here. It's really mm-hmm. nice. It looks good. It does. I really enjoy man the way buns? Fr- Yeah, man buns. That's, that like causes baldness. Well, th- I, that's a lie. Uh, it's not a lie. We'll They're look yours. into that after we're off when the you, air. The, the constant pulling against your hair follicles causes them to fall out prematurely. You know, use it while you got you it. Should, oh, you should nice. never keep your hair... In a tight ponytail. Like why? That. Why do women's hair never fall out? Like, like it be bald? It does. Oh. <laughs> in the shower. I don't. I just mean. I Women see. go bald. I've mm-hmm. seen like two. <laughs> name names. Oh snap! <laughs> no, don't don't name. Yeah, which names. two? Bitch of a math teacher I had in tenth oh, grade. Nah. Jesus. Nah, Sorry. Nah. She, she this had is a... Matthias. <laughs> <laughs> I I am no I am no better at math because I stared at her fucking bald spot the entire time. (laughs) No, come on. She taught class with her back to you the entire time. She She didn't know the rules. That was the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember her name though because I didn't pay. He didn't hesitate. You didn't even go to class. You probably saw me one time. So and and, and what? How are you, Andre? Oh yeah. (laughs) How am I? Yeah, I'm great. All right. 
<laughs> he popped the scarlet. Right yeah, 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 yeah. He's that. Buy, uh, my wife is uh, as we speak buying a Santa costume. Oh, sick! Gonna visit Ooh. Ephraim and Alistair tomorrow. And you're a Santa. At what time? Like in the middle of the night? <laughs> uh, no, I mean last year I came like in the evening. Like he opened his like presents, and then like later on that day, Santa came and gave him like his last two presents, oh. which were a candy cane and a scooter. Nice. He didn't know it was you? He wasn't like... No. Oh, okay. You changed your voice? What's your Santa voice? Oh, yeah. What's the Santa voice? Oh, I, I fucking killed it as Santa. Do you? Yeah, give, me, give me a taste. Let me see if I, if I recognize you. Close you on you the spot, it's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, come on, man. You're an artist. Come on. You're an artist. It's, I, it's not the same without the, the, the artifice of the mask. That's all right. Cool. The all mask right, is right, the transformer. I'm going to try and keep my ear to the streets like... But okay. your, your yeah. son is very smart. I just One of these days, I'm sure he's going to be like, Santa, stay there. My dad has to meet you. <laughs> well, we, t- my, uh, we, uh, we told him I was going to work. Oh, okay. It's easy to believe. Yeah. I like that. H- hit me with just one line, like, Hello there, <laughs> Eve. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, that's good Merry stuff. Christmas. That's pretty Sick. good. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Good. It's not bad. I put him on He's going to know album. it's you. I, I fucking killed it. The, re- <laughs> the reason why I had the costume and the reason why we're buying one now is because uh, the neighbors asked me to come be Santa. Oh. And I don't think they were expecting what they got. You I think yep. I think they thought like, oh, uh, our neighbor has like a really deep voice. You know, my husband can't be Santa because he's very distinctive. He has a very distinctive voice, and the kids will know. So they had me do it. Yeah, he's got a and really I, high voice. I, 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 I blew the roof off. I had I had people laughing. I was doing I was doing banter. Ooh. I was I was like I was I was talking to the adults. I was throwing out like. I was throwing out jokes for you know that they got, and I was throwing out jokes that the kids got. Like wow. I was, I fucking killed it. Yeah, I like that. The Christmas spirit, you got yeah. it. Yeah. You know, no lie. For like ten years, I really feel like I saw Santa one time. No lie. Like as a kid, for real. Like I opened. Like for your first ten years, or no, after no, no, your I first saw, ten Okay, years. so what happened was I opened up my eyes, and it was like maybe three in the morning, and I saw a figure there, and I and I'm not sure what it was, but I saw like a face, and then the face went. Me, Kelby, and then I like fell back asleep, and I was like, "Kelby, Santa Claus." But I don't like that was don't explore that was that. a kid don't explore that. <laughs> that said, don't explore that. Nah, he's a good guy. He left me a gift. Mm. That was one year I got Christmas gifts. My cool. PTSD of having a baby is out of the corner of my eye. I just keep seeing that baby, and I just keep thinking that I need to like take it or <laughs> it's like in good hands. do something to it. Are you telling? You- are you saying that you're in your uh, you fatherly instincts are saying that she's not a good mother because yeah, you need to take that. That's what I heard. That's no, exactly what I heard. <laughs> no, you should the, be offended. Yeah. No, the, uh, for the people who can't see, Julia's holding a fake baby. Yeah, if fake I'm to you, oh, fake to you. If I'm around, if I'm if I'm around, <laughs> I have to take the baby and and because you know you hear that guys, he's gonna take your baby <laughs> if he's around. No, because my, my just my my wife wants me to. Take the baby and like when I'm around because she's with the baby. She's all with the kids long. all day. She wants you. She so wants baby to know that he has a dad. Yeah. When I when I come <laughs> home, <Take> the baby. <laughs> when I come home, like par- partially because of you know her wanting me to, and partially because I haven't seen them all day. Like I, you know, there's never a moment where she's just holding. Yeah. The mm-hmm. baby. You turn yeah. it into a game. As soon as you get home, you guys play take the baby. You take the baby. She makes herself a stiff drink. It's a good night. We don't carry alcohol in our house. Go ahead. So. Uh, 
today, uh, there's a couple of stories. This is going to be a short episode, although maybe not after that. That time. What, what, everything that just transpired. Uh, but we all, there's only a couple stories. We're doing this on Christmas Eve, which is not our normal recording time. Uh, we usually record on Thursdays. It's a, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday? It's Tuesday. It is a Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. Uh, and we're just Going doing this out. really quick so you have something for for this week. There's there's a couple stories. And then after that, we're going to, right now, on the precipice of a new decade, mm. we is our only opportunity to talk about decade-based nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to go through and list our top tens. Yep. Of, of the tens. Either of, mm-hmm. of 2010 through 2019, our top ten movies, albums, and artists. Some of us are doing some of them. Some of us are some of us are doing all of them. But we're going to go through and we're going to do our top ten lists. All right. Uh, before we get to that, a couple quick stories. There's a limited series remake of Carrie in the works at FX. Stephen King's Carrie is getting its latest treatment for the screen. A limited series adaptation of the iconic horror novel is in development at FX. Deadline is confirmed. The project, first reported by Collider, is in its early stages and a writer is not yet attached. There are no further details. The FX project comes six years after the second feature film adaptation of the book starring Chloe Grace Moretz in the title role. Uh, The first film adaptation directed by Brian De Palma was uh, from a screenplay by Lawrence D. Cohen. Uh, starred Sissy Spacek as Carrie White and also featured Piper Laurie, Amy Irving, Nancy Allen, William Catt, PJ Souls, Betty Buckley, and John Travolta in supporting roles. So yeah, they're going to do like a like a limited run miniseries of Carrie. And, you know, before you go knocking it, these uh, these these limited run miniseries Stephen, Stephen King adaptations have been some of the strongest TV in, in the last couple of years. Eleven twenty two sixty three was fucking great. Yeah. You saw that. I haven't watched it. It's not. It's not limited run, but it's like it's kind of like a anthology where every season is a different Stephen King story. But they have that show, Castle Rock. Castle Rock, yeah. Uh, and the current season is doing Misery. It's like a prequel oh, to Misery. Oh shit! Uh, with with uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, uh, from Mean Girls. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which one was, was she in Mean Girls? Girls? She She's... was sort of the the friend of Lindsay Lohan's character who wasn't one of the popular girls. Oh, okay. She had the dark hair. Yeah, I know that. Oh, uh, okay. She's playing the young version of uh, Kathy Bates' character. Uh, but that's I haven't seen it yet, but it's apparently really good. And, and also, Stephen King is the is the king ah. of miniseries. Because you're talking about miniseries, It. The original It was not a movie. It was a miniseries. Two-parter. Wow. So why did you think The we Langoliers... Were gonna... Why did you think we were going to knock it? I was talking to the audience. Oh. Yeah. We're talking to an audience of people who just hate Love. all of these things just on Same. principle because oh. they're reboots. Okay. I wish they would reboot the Langoliers, but don't change anything about it. Just make people watch the original. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's, not, that's not a reboot. <laughs> just play it. Just, that's, yeah. yeah. I just, just watch I'm that. rerun. Yeah, just put reruns out. Got it on Netflix. The horrible serial noise. Yeah. You guys, you guys, you guys see Carrie? Yeah, you, ever, you ever see the original Carrie? Mm-hmm. Is John Travolta one of the uh, uh, dudes that is hanging around the pool when she's like by the pool and her mom gets really mad? I can't play. He's just John one of the. Travolta. He's one of the high school students. Okay, okay. I, I don't. I have a memory of watching it, but I don't think I know it very well. The Sissy Spacek. She's like a. For some reason that's not explained in the movie logic, she's like unpopular, even though she's just as attractive as all the other kids. Probably has a bad attitude. Um, she's got a bad mom. That's the problem. No, she gets really yeah. Up. She has a really like crazy religious mom who just like shames her for doing anything remotely secular and makes her feel like she's like a terrible person. And then uh, the 
other kids decide to play a prank on her where they trick her into thinking that she's getting voted prom queen and she go she gets the award and she goes up and then when she's accepting the award they drop a bucket of pig's blood on her head oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and then she mm-hmm. has these latent uh, telekinetic powers and basically they unleash through her rage and she just kills everybody in the auditorium of the dance it's this very interesting story structure where it just kind of all leads up to that final scene mm. well jamie lee curtis will be there to say don't let your kids watch don't this. let your kids watch yeah. it <laughs> good callback yeah that movie was crazy though watching her like get put in a closet and like having to pray away all that the sin she did that day was yeah. fucking insane for me i was like there's no way that's like what real religion is and then i like went to uh, church with the, my neighbor's family and they like went to this in between catholic and christian uh thing and Halfway then we, yeah, when we got back to their house we got in trouble for like watching the tv too loud and we had to sit in a corner for 45 minutes and i was like this is what religion is it was terrible that's what those people is any any stranger tried to put me in a corner I go full Swayze on I, I was a fucking sheep. I was like, yeah, I don't want to get Nobody hurt. Dang, you just bod like an actual sheep. Yeah, I told you. I was a sheep. Oof. Crazy. It was scary. All right. You okay? No, I got having flashbacks. Yeah, it sounds, There's a got, lot of corners. Sounds like you got traumatized. Right? Yeah, it was, a, it was a weird experience, like being punished by other people's parents. Yo, honestly, mm. my mom has definitely hit one of my friends before. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I, had a, I, had a, yeah. I had a guy. Was it yes. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much like a telekinetic thing. Your mother is going to be okay with this. <laughs> well, they know who to do it to, though. Yeah. <laughs> my mom My mom got my kindergarten teacher fired because she grabbed my arm. Oh, and then nice. I was homeschooled after that. Not nice. Mrs. McKinney. <laughs> How do you know all of our teachers' names? <laughs> um, she works at Ralph's now. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's going to be a new Jackass movie in 2021. Mm. Jackass is back. Was Steve okay? Ass. What? Will Steve will be in it? Because I know he's like a changed man now. He's sober, yeah. yeah. He'll still be in it. Still he's not sober sure. from doing stupid ass shit. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought he was like mature Steve. No, he still does like stunts Steven-o. and shit. Oh, really? You can be mature and do jackass. I know. Uh, on Wednesday, Paramount announced that a fourth movie based off of the MTV stunt <laughs> series of the same name will return to theaters. The new film is set to hit the big screen on March 5th, 2021. Created by Johnny Knoxville, Spike Jones, and Jeff Tremaine, the, rea- uh, the rea- reality series originally aired on MTV in 2000, and the cast put out the first Jackass feature film in 2002. Jackass number 2 came out in 2006, and Jackass 3D in 2010. So it'll be a full 10 years since the last Jackass film Hey, Hey, questions for you. Is that Spike Jones? Spike Jones? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I knew, I knew, I, 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 I said that on purpose because I knew you were going to have that reaction. So weird. Originally, Spike Jones was a uh, he was a documentary filmmaker, and he was a he was big in making skateboarding movies, and he made some of the best skateboarding movies back in the nineties. Really? Um, through skateboarding, he met all those guys, and they all created Jackass together. That is so weird. Did he do Lords of Dogtown? No. Okay. It's the only one I know. That's a '90s skateboarding. No, not not a fictional movie. He like actual skateboarding videos. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um, huh. and, and Spike Jones made some of the coolest ones. And he he did this one skateboarding movie uh, where he digitally erased the skateboards, so it just looked like everyone was floating. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's they're gonna be doing another Jackass movie. Uh, Can't wait to not watch that one. 
Yeah. Well, the thing is... You guys didn't watch them? People Hell doing no. dumb stuff sells, which... And I think they know... And also horror sells, so... What does that say about humanity? What does it say about humanity? <laughs> I'm asking you guys. What I do you mean, think? You know, I'm the moderator. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair to <laughs> to that a lot of people, a lot of different push people a have theoretical discussion on us. And different then, ways to show know. their art. Just something to sleep on. I watched it on really TV. Nice. Well, horror. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I'll, I'll explain it right now. Uh, I talked about this already. I I, I kind of went through the reason why people like horror on the on another episode of the podcast, and that people are fascinated by death. And you and people are scared of the randomness of death and how at any moment you can just die and you don't really know what's going to happen to you after you die. And, uh, you know, some people cope with that by being like, oh, when I die, there's a magical place that's way better than here and I'll be able to live forever there. And this is all just a test to go to the real good place. Mm, um, that's a good show. Honestly, though, when I die, Louis. Bury me inside the Louis store. <laughs> Who said that? The Two chains. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. And then I think some people, they want to try to control it and feel like they're in control of their mortality. So they watch horror movies because, uh, or, they're, or they're interested in true crime because I think it helps them cope with it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the answer for both is the, like the thrill. Yeah. Like and living on the edge. Watching people do stupid shit is Cathartic. schadenfreude. You like people like to watch pe- unfortunate things happen to other people and feel superior. Wait, so why do you think Steve-O does it? It pays. I yeah, know. I think he's just a thrill seeker. He likes doing. Like, no, I'm, I'm talking about why people watch it, not why, why they do it. He asked a new question though. Why do yeah. they do it? Yeah, a combination of attention seeking and liking to do crazy shit. Yeah, they were probably already doing it and then some, they were like, "Oh, we can make money doing what we're already doing." Well, there was a show there was like predecessors to Jackass, they were called. Yeah. Something Brothers or something. I'll, I'll look it up. Something Brothers? They they did show. what the ja- what Jackass is doing before and they released it all themselves and like on home video basically. And they that's what Jackass came from. So, this past week there was this viral video that went around. Funny, because this is not the first time this has happened. And I've actually seen other videos of this. But this punk band played in a Denny's. Sick. And they destroyed the Denny's. Oh. <laughs> and so basically what happened was this kid, he booked the Denny's under the auspices that it was a birthday party. But they, did a, they had a punk show. And they had all these kids in there, and they played this punk show, and the the people went crazy, and they destroyed the Denny's. I'm sorry, they booked the band. Wait, so the space. So, they booked the space as a as like saying it was a birthday party, but then they, they booked the Denny's. Yeah, but I then they even did, heard of that. But then they did a, a. It's probably something that specific Denny's, Denny's. do. It's okay. probably not like some nationally adopted okay. thing. Right. The, the Denny's stuck this kid who he's like. He's like 16. And they stuck him with this like $1,800 bill, which is kind of funny. Bad. It's like, That's oh, you, bad you destroy a Denny's and all it costs is $1,800. <laughs> like, but, you know, for for, an, for a 16-year-old kid, especially yeah. a 16-year-old kid who's like probably in trouble with his parents of like, you fucking cost us $1,800. Uh, so they started a GoFundMe account to try to <laughs> pay this off. <laughs> and somehow, well, I mean, not somehow. The thing went viral. But uh, Green Day saw this, and they paid it all. Oh. They, pay, they paid $2,000 to this kid. 
to pay off this debt of this Denny's. Where do you think Green Day got that much money? What? <laughs> you a hater, man. What do you think Green Day got this? They had they had one of the most successful I'm albums. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even it, like man. I don't even like Green Day. But... I used to be obsessed with Green Day. Really? That's obsessed. Crazy. Oh gosh. Especially with Billy Joe. Yeah. I'm not sure is he hot or what? Is he hot? No. No. <laughs> to a particular type of yeah. teenage girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. They should have put it on streaming platforms. They would have made that money back. Uh, let me look up Billy. Because it went viral. It's free promotion. It's, also, it's only $1,800. He should have to pay that back. Like, why'd they pay it? That's not very punk of them to pay off that bill. Like, you know what's punk? Taking care of your own responsibilities. That's punk. That's not man. what punk is, that's what Tyler. Punk is, man. No, it's not. Listen, that's what punk that's, is. Oh, that's real man stuff. That's like, <laughs> real, real person, real man. Nah, punk is just like for punk your is destroying actions. the establishment and not giving a fuck. That's Denny's is not the establishment. Those people are not the. It establishment. is a fine establishment. A, it is not a. It, you will not say that it is the a two fine establishment. Something Denny's. fierce. I will say it's an establishment. Sure, I will. Say that. Uh, it's a fine establishment. Yeah, God damn. Establishment. Good people. <laughs> five star. Five star. I don't know about five star. Though. I mean, a couple stars. Telling me Mount Vernon Denny's is It's not Mount Vernon. Oh, Mount Vernon sucks. That's a different. <laughs> that's a different beast of its own. Yeah, it's I see crazy. Billy Joe right here. I see what you like. This yeah, I think I was twelve about? at yeah. the peak of yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. That's what's up. Yeah, um, he helped me along the. But they, yeah, they. Dreams. I hate you. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, they they paid it off, and they said, and they also added. They, they they congratulated this kid on being such a uh, up and coming <laughs> enterprising show promoter, and they said that he should book them on a show the oh next time gosh. they play it. The next time he books a show at Denny's. Fucking show promoters are the worst oh, yeah. people in yeah. the world. Man, put him on. Where was yeah, this Denny's located? Santa Ana, California. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No rappers. The band the band was called Wacko. Yeah, that's what they are. are they Wacko. Good? So you didn't even go to the police. They got to call the police. They're, they're a yeah, punk band of 17 year old kids from the suburbs in California. Let TK do that. Oh my so gosh. TK, they would have shot him in the leg. shooting a podcast. Yeah, he's gone, man. But this is, this is not the first time that I've seen this, though. This, there, there's this very. There's this. That's the be quiet <laughs> sound. Uh, there's a there's a very there's a video that's been around circulating around for years that's been this huge viral video and it's this metal band playing in a Denny's and it's just like these this metal band and there's this crowd of people singing around them and then the the singer goes get the fuck up Denny's oh and then they all God. just start moshing and it's so funny shout uh, out to Denny's man it's lit yeah, but, shout out to Denny's. Yeah, Denny's. I hop ain't got it like that. They even changed the to B, and nobody cared. Yeah, I hops over there. I hop having ah, like we should have Como cover bands playing there. Yeah, trash. Sounds <laughs> nice. I hop more like I hope. Ooh, I hope you don't no go boss. there. Shots fired. <laughs> I hop is too expensive. Shots fired. Too expensive. For what they don't it got is. the two four six eight man. Yeah, Waffle yeah. House. Uh, yeah, Waffle House is great, but we don't we don't have them here. Waffle House more like Awful House. <laughs> She's on fire today. Drop another one. Do uh, uh, McDonald's. McDonald's more like Big Don't. Oh. <laughs> Shit, she yeah. got it, guys. That, one, I don't, that one, I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, can we just? <laughs> she said it with a chest, boy. She said it with confidence. Dunkin', Dunkin'. Dunkin'. Oh, Boss Big Boys. What's that? I don't know. Boswick? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, what is that? <laughs> 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 Disrespectful, guys. Oh. 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 Big 
big trash. Is it Ooh. Boswick Boys? Bob's Big Boy. Oh, Bob's Big Boy. What, is it, what do they sell? Oh, Bob's Big Boy, more like Bob, Bob's Bomb Boy. That's a good That's a compliment. You just complimented him. Just complimented you got him. lost in your own game and yeah. ended up no, delivering like a anti disc. Bob bombed. They bombed. Damn. Bob's big oh, bombed. bombs. Yeah. Bob's big bombed. Even Michael Jackson had a bad album. It's all good. Name it. Thanks. The very last bad. one before he died. Do you know? Name a Michael Jackson died. album. <laughs> yeah. Nah, why, it's, uh, yeah well, this is it. This is what I was talking about. This is it. Super Super. super this is bad. it. That's yeah. just like a live album. Yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> that doesn't count. Man. It does. Come on. Oh, that was the documentary. Let him rest in peace, right? guys. Okay, he's right. escaping. <laughs> Speaking of legendary musicians. That was a different documentary. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Public Enemy is receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Grammys. For being number one. We got it. Thanks, man. For more than 30 Thanks, years. <laughs> but there's a, there's a caveat. I'm going to hit you with the caveat. <laughs> For more than 30 years, Public Enemy has been serving hard truth to the people with uh, while uh, with inspiring, powerful, and, and evocative music, Chuck D, Flavor Flav, Terminator X, Professor Griff, and DJ Lord, uh, and DJ Lord, are hip hop legends. While the group's music has never won a Grammy, at the time of this release, the Recording Academy continues to recognize the impact of, of Public Enemy in retrospect. So, never gave them a single Grammy. Did they get nominated? They probably. I'm assuming. All right. But they didn't. But they're giving them a Lifetime Achievement Award, and it just feels like. It just kind of feels like a little bit of a slap in the face. That's, it's like when yeah. the it's like when the Oscars gave the Lifetime Achievement Award to Ennio Morricone, even though he never actually won. What did he do? What is he? he come on, you guys. Do you not remember the things that we talk about on this podcast? It's on a podcast. It's recorded. Why do I have to remember it? Because you lived it and heard it and talked. I've got only so much space. You know how hard it Where, is. What's <laughs> in the space? I I want to know. Hair. I'll tell you when it's filled. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't touch me any kind of weird way. Like, oh well. Like as we were talking earlier about how you can have an artist that's on your artist of the decade list, but they don't have an album of the decade. Like to me, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like you, they're consistent artists. Maybe they didn't have the best of every single year, but they impacted. So it's fine. Cool. Congratulations to them. You know. Last story. Okay. P Diddy, A.K.A. Diddy, A.K.A. Puff Daddy. A.K.A. Sean Diddy Combs, uh, A.K.A. Respect. Brother Luck, Respect. has to pay and has been paying Damn. Sting $2,000 a day, hey. and the payments won't end until 2053 Damn. for his unauthorized uh, usage of Every Breath You Take sample. Goddamn. Uh, so, during the golden era of hip-hop, namely 1990 to 1997, sampling previous music was a major source of inspiration for plenty of rap beats. By and large, most producers tapped into Motown's greatest hits for their sampling purposes. Upon Biggie Smalls passing away in March of 1997, Diddy sampled Sting's Every Breath You Take without receiving permission first, and this would end up costing Bad Boy Records big time. This is just a recent thing that's been revealed. It's been happening since then, but... It's the first time anyone's talking about it. Uh, Diddy must pay Sting $2,000 a day until 2053. Sting was born in 1951, so unless he can live to 102 years old, his estate will take over a collection of payments. In another case more recently, Juice World also had an issue where the late artist sampled Sting's Shape of My Heart for the track Lucid Dreams. In a recent interview with Billboard following Juice World's sudden death, uh, Sting stated he had zero plans of suing Juice World's estate 
telling the publication these assumptions are simply untrue. The British walker went on to state, uh, I mean, he gets, kind of gives a tribute to Boy, he uh, unfortunately for Diddy, this isn't the case. The Harlem-bred mogul will have to continue to pay Sting $730,000 for the next 33 years. Which, to me, I, I read this and I was like, why doesn't he just pay it off? Listen, first of all, Sting line. I remember in an interview where he said, I'm going to take that Lucid Dream song and pay my grandkids college with it. Yeah, Did he really say that? Money. Yes. He Are said he's around making around? 85% off of, the, off of that yeah, Lucid Dream 85. song. 85. That's crazy. So, uh, and also, that's a lot of money for Diddy, because that song, yeah. it's not slapping anymore. <laughs> no, but I think it's a legacy song, though. That, what do you, yeah, 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 so, for sure. It's a lot of money for Diddy. What's Diddy's net worth? How much How much money no, is that, that over, doesn't matter. over the time he's going to spend it? That's a lot of money. That's oh, almost it's, a million. That's three-fourths oh, of a million dollars a year. That's still a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. No, it's not. Uh, not, yeah, not um, for somebody who's impossibly Absolutely rich. not to him. That's, it's, it's. Again, yeah, impossibly rich. <laughs> Diddy has so many things that he's never going to be able to spend all of his money. His kids are not, not going to be able to spend all We're not talking about Jeff Bezos. We're that's talking about Diddy. He's there. He's got it. I mean, it's, if I was a multimillionaire, I'd just pay this off. Yeah, what were you, you like going to say? $40 million. Yeah, like, I don't know. 40, no, it's it's just a lump sum of $730,000. Every, oh, every year. Every year. Every year. Yeah, no, okay. You're right. You're Diddy, right. Yeah, saying, you're right. Not, right. not a lot of money. Look up look up. So Diddy's you got it right. I, I misunderstood it, and I thought, why doesn't he just pay this off? I thought it was nah, saying... every year. I thought it was saying he owed $730,000 through the entirety. Nah. $730,000 a year, which per I'm year. assuming is back... We're backdating it sometime. So we're talking about about fifty million dollars. Okay, yeah. That's no, a lot you're, of money. You, you're yeah. right. I, I misunderstood this and right. I thought it and I thought it was strange what that you wouldn't just worth? pay it off. It doesn't matter. Your net worth doesn't necessarily it doesn't mean you got it in your hand or your bank. Exactly. It's not liquid. Yeah, yeah, you're I mean, I not on You can't just be like you're wrong, fifty million Tyler. You, no nobody in this world, no matter how rich they are, is like, yeah, fifty million dollars here. Yeah. That, yeah. that song didn't even Absolutely make Jeff Bezos is like that. No, nobody wants Facebook paid nobody wants to part with that amount of money. Nobody wants Wants to, but they easily could. Is what I'm getting at. No, but this isn't. It's right. not like they, it's not like this right. money is it's, going towards some charitable thing. He's just right. paying Sting, That's who's another impossibly I'm, again, rich yeah, guy. Not, not worried about Sting getting his money. I'm just saying it's not that big of a hit. It's a big. It's a, <laughs> I remember when it, when Diddy said that he lost like what was it, 15 or 20 million dollars a year. He started flying <laughs> commercials. Coach, yeah, coach, he yeah. Flying coach, yeah. Right Hell no, that's 50 million dollars. I would. So Sting decided not to sue Juice World. Who is Juice World? A recently a, deceased rapper. He's a dead guy. Okay. Wait, to sue him for what? For lucid dreams. Don't they already own 85%? Yeah, they do. He's lying. That's why he's not going to sue him, because he doesn't need to. Yeah, he not because he's dead. That's yeah. why. Yeah. That bad press. Yeah. He'll give a fuck. Yeah, so now uh, we're going we're gonna to go through, as I said before, it's the time for being nostalgic about the past decade that's about to come to a close. So we're going to go through, and we're going to give our top tens. I've got my top ten Favorite movies of the decade. All right, we're starting with top ten favorite movies of the decade. Uh, movies of the de- how about let's? First. I'm not going to go first. Okay, uh, Jules, you want to go first? I don't really want to go first. All right. To be honest, I'm going to have a list. All right, I'll start. What <laughs> the okay. fuck? I'm not a movie connoisseur, so I can't even. No, but just hey, you haven't watched you ten movies. movies no, in the last let's just, no, let's not. Let's just do your lists. Whatever you're going to say. Oh. And let's not do it by that. I didn't even make one, but I could say movies I like. Yeah, them, just say movies you like. You didn't make a list? Nah, because I was just like, yo, I can't think of... Movie. It was like too Did many ideas. Did you make ideas. a music list? I made a music list. But it was too many ideas for the movies. I was like, I don't... I don't okay, know. just name some music, movies you like. Damn, this is tough. Come back to All me. Right, All right, yeah, you'll go. Come back, come back <laughs> to me. All right, so I'll, I'll start with my movies list. <clears throat> my movies list, the way I the way I, I graded them or made a list is uh, Impact, 
if it opened the door for other people to make that movie's from like the nineties. No, <laughs> <laughs> if it opened the door to uh, help other filmmakers make similar or uh, innovate whatever kind of movies they made. So, or if it's culturally impactful. All right. So number ten, I chose Social Network because you know we live in social media time, um, and it was a good movie. Uh, Bridesmaids. I personally didn't really enjoy Bridesmaids that much, but I think it uh, it opened the door for a lot of female uh, powerhouses to uh, make their way in, in movies. Uh, number eight, I chose I chose John Wick because I didn't expect for it to be good, and then it was freaking amazing. Uh, I chose Get Out as number seven. Get Out isn't my favorite movie, but the way that they promoted it and got everybody to come around, I think it was a a moment in time that uh, will be difficult to uh, recreate. Number six, Black Panther, for the exact same reason as Get Out. Cultural moment in time that you know we'll never, we'll never probably see again. Number five is Avengers Endgame, only because when you watch it, it felt like the biggest movie of all time. Uh, number four is Boyhood, because it took them 12 years to make a single movie. Amazing. Uh, number three to me is Birdman. Um, everything about Birdman was amazing to me, especially when, uh, especially his monologue in the bar. I personally liked that a whole lot, and just the concept of shooting it all in one shot and it not being boring. Uh, number two, I chose Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, which I would say is probably the best uh, action movie I've ever seen. Uh, and number one is End of Watch because it. I feel like End of Watch totally broke all the rules and recreated rules and, and made something that I, I I didn't think I could I could watch or uh, would be so interested in. So End of Watch is my number one movie. My movies in this order. Ender's Game was number 10. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the adaptation. Nothing wrong with that one. <laughs> Jojo. Except for the fact that uh, Orson Scott Card is a huge homophobe. Shit. <laughs> and there's and there's and there's uh, homophobic and eugenic rhetoric laced throughout Ender's Game. Yikes. And I knew time. you were gonna say this, and I sniped you. Mm. I didn't tell you this before the podcast. Dang, I he wanted set you to, up. I wanted Damn, to. I, I I threw you under the bus. Actually, Kelby should uh, be proud of that. Bro. Kelby swayed me on the um, on the uh, separating people from their art. Apparently. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. I'm just but gonna the go. The unfortunate uh, part is uh, uh, DeAndre just said that the art is laced with. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to uh, notice it apparently. Oh, so okay. I enjoyed it. Uh, there jo- are, there jo- are some. There are a handful of, for whatever reason, this type of thinking tends to run rampant in science fiction authors. There are a handful of science fiction authors who write great books. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of Orson Scott Card. I've never been, but you know, people like him, Robert Heinlein. They, they write great books, but it tends to be inspired by some deep xenophobic and fearful of things other than them place. All right, well, Andrew's game. Jojo Rabbit, fantastic movie. Loved every moment of it. Taika Waititi's an actual Nazi. All right, we no. let him say <laughs> Deadpool for number eight, just because it's Ryan Reynolds and it's fantastic, and it was really, really good. Seven, Chronicle, despite the uh, found footage bullshit they did, hated that. <laughs> Interstellar for number six, just loved the space porn. Can't space find anything wrong with it. Space porn? Interstellar? You don't think it was just space porn? It was fantastic imagery. Frozen cloud. Okay. Uh, number five, Arrival for... Um, 
took like the time travel aspect of it, how good they were, the writing. It was really, really amazing. Uh, number four, Get Out. It was uh, unexpected to, that it was so good, written by a, a comedy writer. Uh, number three, Sorry to Bother You, because it was just really um, surreal. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, I think more movies need to go into that. Number two, Snowpiercer is just a fantastic movie. I love the uh, like the commentary on class. And number one, big upset for everyone, is Tusk. I fucking love Tusk by Kevin Smith. Uh, has uh, just Jason Justin Long mm-hmm. has Justin Long in it. Johnny and, Depp's daughter, right? Uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. I, I'm pretty sure Johnny Depp's in it. What about Accepted? It's it. Oh, it was just. It was 2006, I think. Oh. Yeah, but also Justin Long. Uh, that's my honorable mention for probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Ask me about shit. my wiener. Ask me about my wiener. But Tusk was fantastic, and it made me feel things more than uh, Human Centipede did. That's my. Uh, that's my list. Wait, was Human Centipede uh, in the decade? I don't know. It was. It was mm, 2010. Gotta make some. Edits <laughs> gotta make some to edits my list. to my list. I don't know what that's supposed to make yeah, me feel. Yeah, that's my, that's my list. I finished I mine, guys. I you guys enjoyed it. Oh, okay. I finished mine. All right, Lewis. Go ahead, Lou. All right, man. It's no particular order, but I say Wolf of Wall Street. Racist. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. You just learned that word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, let me see. I just like the movie. Yeah. It's a dope movie. It's a good movie. Social Network. Toxic. That movie? Which one? No. Wolf of Wall Street? I just, we were... I I mean, it's it, a good Toxic It, it really jump-started Jesse, whatever his name is, career, so it's pretty toxic for me. He don't like when you don't... Jesse Eisenberg? I, I think Social Network is actually kind of like towards the end of his... What else was the end before it? Uh, nah, I wasn't that. Boom, lawyered. Go ahead. Because he did uh, a <laughs> zombie movie after that. What? Yeah, zombie. Oh, that was, I mean, it was like in that couple oh, of years. And then it was all downhill good. from there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't, don't well, say damn. that. He did now where now you see it. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Magic movie. Mm. That's magic. That's now different. You see it. It's Magic Mike. Yeah. Um, Channing Tatum. Magic movie. Was Magic Mike into? Th- oh, I've got to change my list, guys. Oh, my gosh. What would you put Magic Mike? Uh, probably at number six instead of Interstellar. Right. Instead of innocent, <laughs> all right, man. Real porn for statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, War Dogs. Oh, like, I liked War Dogs. I yeah, like War Dogs. Jonah Hill was good. Are you yeah, just like, like are you just a Jonah Hill stand? I like Jonah Hill too. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. But um, let me see. Black Panther, Toy Story Four, Get Out, Inception, The Interview, Someone Great. Sorry to bother you. It's on Netflix. You put Sorry to bother you at number one. I mean, it's no particular, oh, no order. particular order. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Those are just movies you saw in the last ten years. <laughs> movies I liked that I saw. <laughs> movies I liked that I saw gotcha, in the last right. ten you years. Came up with that list pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good list. I had to just, you know, Thank you very much. Thank you. Right. Yeah, it's the greatest. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right, my top ten favorite movies of the decade. Number ten. It's a movie called Frank. It's directed by Lenny Abrahamson, mm-hmm. written by Ro- uh, John Ronson and Peter Strohan. starred uh, Domhnall Gleeson and Maggie Gyllenhaal and Michael Fassbender. And it is a movie about a small indie band led by this enag- enigmatic uh, singer-songwriter named Frank who wears this uh, papier-mâché head, oh, yeah. and you never see what he looks like until... Uh, you, nobody's seen what he, ever seen what he looks like, and he's kind of like touted as this cr- is like creative genius savant and uh domino gleason is this young indie musician who looks into getting to join this band and the, the movie's all about sort of like the idea of what it means to be a genius and you know 
striving for genius and having uh, imposter syndrome and, you know, just, just dealing with, like, the genius of creativity and what it means to be a genius. Uh, and it's a very great movie. Uh, number t- nine is a, uh, a, a Korean horror film called I Saw the Devil, directed by Ji-Woon Kim, written by uh, Ji-Woon Kim and Hoon Jung Park. And it is about a, a police officer who basically a serial killer gets uh, away with his crimes. And so he spends like the next several years like slowly torturing him psychologically where he'll catch him and then just do horrible things to him and then let him go. And he's basically the whole movie is about him just trying to drive this guy insane who got away with all these horrible killings. Number eight is a movie called Attack the Block. It was written and directed by Joe Cornish. Uh, this was the movie that s- discovered John Boyega. Jo- Joe Cornish did this open casting call with a bunch of like young uh, street kids in South London. And he casted all these kids who weren't actors. They And John Boyega was one of them. And he's the main character of it. And it's about this uh, gang of South London kids who uh, are uh, they rob a woman. And then while they're robbing her, an alien invasion happens and it's all about this gang of kids and then this woman trying to escape from this these aliens and figuring out why they're chasing them number what was that 10987 uh, I had to choose one movie I had to choose one of them I went with John Wick chapter 2 I think dollars to donuts this is the one that I enjoyed the most I, I they are all three of them are great and it was hard choosing but I think that Chapter 2 might be my favorite. <clears throat> Number 6, uh, The Nice Guys, written and directed by Shane Black. It's a it's a buddy cop. They're not cops, but it's a detective buddy comedy um, starring Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. And uh, yeah, it's just fucking great. Shane Black is probably my favorite screenwriter. This is just some of his finest work. Number 5 uh, is a movie called Dogtooth. That is directed by Yorgos uh, Lanthimos and written by F. Themis Philippo and Yorgos Lanth- oh, and Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, it's a Greek film, uh, and it is about a family of people who the the mother and the father decided uh, that they you know didn't like the sort of evils of the world, so they decided to basically keep their kids in uh, this compound out in the middle of the desert and raise them just to never go out into the outside world. And so their their kids, they have, they have two daughters that are kind of like almost in their 20s and then a, and then a son who's in his 20s. Uh, and they've been raised their entire lives uh, to think that there's nothing, that the, the rest of the world is just nothing. And all that exists is inside of this compound that they live in. And, and they, they, they basically, the, the movie is about... Uh, indoctrination and how you can uh you can get anybody to you can normalize anything it's it's this sort of commentary on how you can take anything and normalize it to a person and slowly indoctrinate anybody to accept anything any any word that exists that speaks to like the outside world they come up with a different meaning for it and they teach them these vocabulary words so like something like travel travel means is another name for a salt shaker or whatever. So that if they learn these words by reading books and they're like, what does travel mean? They know like, oh, it's that means salt shaker or whatever. So any word that has that means something about leaving or going somewhere, they teach them that it has a different meaning. 
the the movies about these kids and them sort of dealing with this and then as the oldest daughter sort of gets older and she starts to wants to leave they have a rule that you can leave once your dog teeth fall out and your dog teeth are, you know your canine incisors and the whole thing is like those don't fall out uh and the daughter you know sort of getting more antsy to want to leave kind of kind of comes to a head uh it's a great film uh my number four is drive written to directed by nicholas winding refn it's a great movie it's a great uh celebration of Los Angeles. It's one of those movies where the city is the character is is a character. It's also a just a great tense action thriller caper, beautifully shot, beautifully edited, and it's just one of those it's just a it's just a movie's movie. It's something that you just love sitting and letting it wash over you. Okay. Number 3, Scott Pilgrim vs the World, written and directed by Edgar Wright. Hmm. Uh yeah, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's just such a great, well-made, well-constructed stylistic movie. Edgar Wright is just such an amazing director when it comes to editing and and stylistic choices when it comes to pacing and the way that he tells a story and how densely packed with detail his movies are. Um, The Blu-ray for this movie has 17 hours of bonus content, and I watched all of it. Number two is Blade Runner 2049, directed by Denise Villeneuve and written by Hampton Fancher and Michael Green. Uh, Hampton Fancher was the ori- one of the original screenwriters of the first Blade Runner. And uh, yeah, this movie's just fucking great. Uh, it's honestly like, it's one of those movies where it came out and it's like, this might be better than the original one, which is, you know, you th- you never say that. You never say that some remake or a, a sequel or a long delayed reboot or whatever is better than the original one, but this one might have done it. Uh, my number one movie of the decade, Green Room. Written and directed by Jeremy Saulnier. This, yeah, this movie's fucking great. It's it's visceral. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a I, yeah. I can't even. It's hard to even like talk about why I like it. Uh, starring Anton, the late Anton Yelchin and Imogen Poots and Ali uh, 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 Ali Shawkat. That's yeah, just a great movie. It's not my, it's my number one. Do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, John Carter. Really? Yeah. All right. John Carter? Yeah, John Carter was almost on my list. Two Brian Cranston movies on your list, baby. Wait, John Carter, he was in that, and he was in Drive. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot he was in Drive. The Disney movie? Yeah. Are you being serious? Yes. Oh, man, I got to rewatch it. It was great. It was a huge flop, but it was because it was very very poorly marketed. But that's why I also liked it, and it's like... I really liked it, so I'm wondering like, what did I miss? Because it's obviously a really good movie. And yeah, it's just I, I, like I, I, I fucking loved it. I mean, it was it was uh, it was it's it's based on the Edgar Rice Burroughs stories. John Carter from Mars. Uh, he's also wrote Conan the Barbarian. Um, these are just old stories from like the you know the the late 1800s, um, and then they did all these you know these serials of them in like the 20s and the 40s and things like that. Uh, and yeah, directed by Andrew Stanton. I, I thought it was great. It was just really poorly marketed. I, people just didn't understand it. Maybe it wasn't the best property to make a movie off of because, like, who the fuck knows what John Carter from Mars is besides, you know, people, people people who are really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie is fucking amazing. They should make a Disney series out of it now because they have the money to make it really good. They yeah. thought about that. Did they? That's crap. Yeah. Oh, shit. Jules. She kind of fell asleep listening to Andrews, apparently. No, I didn't. Okay. I was caring for the baby. 
the child. So these aren't necessarily in a numerical order, mm. but there is a bit of a gradient in terms of my favorites. I liked Rogue One. I liked Bridesmaids, Whiplash, The Nice Guys, The Florida Project, The Vanishing of Sydney Hall, Like Crazy, The Place Beyond the Pines, Wind River. Ah, shit. I forgot the act of killing, but that one should be in there. And then some honorable mentions, Little Birds, Mud, Lawless, and Sorry to Bother You. Mud, really? Yeah. Wow. I have a couple honorable mentions, too, that I forgot to mention. And they are The Disaster Artist, Ex Machina or Machina, and 21 Jump Street. I thought about that. Which one? The 21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. It's funny from beginning to end. It's really I funny. Really it's it. really it's cool funny. Movie. Yeah. Project X was really good to watch. Just on like a mm. visual. Yeah, okay. I enjoyed it. 22 Jump Street was funny, I too. I hate found footage. But here's all these found footage It's the only like. time it was supposed to be used was that movie. Well, I'm sorry. What did you say? 22 Jump Street was funny, too. Yeah, but 21 Jump Street. I yeah. Think, yeah, good... yeah. That was, you have a good list. Thanks. It's yeah, it's list. not a bad list. Mm. All right, the next one. Oh yeah, I forgot. The yeah, you had a cu- you had a couple of things on there that were definitely like almost made my list. Yeah, well, when you said drive, I I've put drive and the place beyond the pines kind of in the same. They're sort of similar in a weird way, even though the content isn't similar. Yeah, and but the place beyond the pines is more in my heart than drive. Like I definitely appreciate drive. From an artistic perspective, but the place beyond the pines was emotional for me, so I chose it. Yeah, the place beyond the pines is great, and it, you know, and it, I just the the storytelling structure of like following yeah these people through basically two different yeah. generations. And even when I watch it more than once, I'm still it's I still get that feeling of being in awe or slightly blown away by that, which is normally I think when you watch movies again, you're kind of re- almost in a state of remembering rather than watching but i feel when i rewatch that movie i'm still in a state of appreciating it as art as if for the first time yeah oh also the nice guys for some reason wasn't i thought that movie was amazing but it's not people not as many people know about it even though it has russell crowe and ryan gosling i think yeah. that's the only kind of movie russell crowe should make from now on i it's the only guy i've liked him in the last 10 years yeah i mean it didn't it didn't do that well financially Mm-mm. yeah uh, i think i think it was like he did Iron Man 3, and then kind of on the strength of that, he, which Iron Man 3 was almost on my list. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it was like, it was a major miscalculation of thinking that the star power of a writer director has as much pool as it used to. And they made the they nice guys, Ryan and like, nobody gave a fuck. And Ryan Gosling. But I don't even remember it being marketed. I just remember kind of stumbling across it and being like, yeah. And being surprised that I'd never heard anybody yeah. talk about it. Yeah, nobody know, nobody well, knew like how to market it because, yeah. like, other than the, other than saying like Ryan Gosling is in this and Russell Crowe's in this and the guy who directed Iron Man three made it, like, it's just how do you market it? It's like oh, it's like a it's like a throwback to like buddy cop comedies from the seventies and eighties, and it's kind of got this really labyrinthian complex detective plot like it's just it's hard to market back in the day you could say oh this guy's in this movie and then people would go see it but it's not a thing anymore it might be one of those movies that in 10 years or something people will it'll have kind of a, a reawakening or something do you know how movies will sometimes come out and people will 
said like that wasn't very good and then 10 years later or something yeah. it'll come back yeah w- Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was a huge flop when it came out mm-hmm. uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show was a huge flop when it came out yeah. there's, there's tons of other examples of yeah that. Uh, really, really quickly, just really quickly on the nice guys. So I, I saw the nice guys three times in advanced screenings before it came out in theaters. And then I saw it a fourth time at, in the final theatrical release because I just kept getting invites and I was just like, yeah, I'll fucking go to this. Cause like I said, I love Shane Black. And also I saw it the first time and loved it when I saw it the first time, the dream sequence where uh, the uh, the fly, the, it's a bee. The bee, who's voiced by Hannibal Burris, that sequence was like ten minutes long, and it was just like they just had this long, meandering, dreamlike discussion, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And we were just like laughing out mm-hmm. loud the whole time. And then the second time I saw it, the whole thing was cut out, like. He's, he like does the whole thing where he's driving and he's like, oh, you can just take your foot off. It drives itself. And he's like, oh, I didn't know they'd do that. And then he like lets go. And then like you hear Hannibal Burris from the back seat and he's like, so, he says something and he turns around and he goes, huh. And then he wakes up. They cut out the whole thing. And whenever I was filling up my thing, I was like, put the fucking B thing back. Mm-hmm. And then the third time I saw it, it was like split the difference. There was, yeah. a, there was a little bit of it. Yeah. I saw the split, the difference version. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's the one, that, the one came that came out. They yeah. they the one that came out in theaters was like somewhere in the middle. But yeah. the very first version of it, that whole thing was this long drawn out thing that I thought was great. But yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty niche. Yeah, I understand why they they cut it down. All righty, that's our list movies. All right, you ready to go to albums? Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything. You don't? I I mean, I was racing to get this list put together. <laughs> Lewis, you want to start albums? I could I could I could rattle a couple things off the top of my head, but All right. you got to. If we'll, I had we'll to, go to you last. You got to. You yeah, got we'll go to you last. I want to hear your album list. All right, let me see. This is. Oh, I thought I was about to go. No, I'm t- <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just giving the title. Oh, okay, go ahead. Go this ahead. is the top ten or so, or so greatest albums of the 2010s. The greatest or our favorites? Are your favorites or the greatest? Whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do my favorites. Uh, let me see. All right, there's no particular order. Kind of like the way Kelby went about the movies. I feel like these kind of shaped the genre I listen to most, which is like hip-hop, R&B. I'll say My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye, House of Balloons by The Weeknd, Take Care Drake, J. Cole, Friday Night Lights, Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City, Frank Ocean, Nostalgia Ultra, Future DS2, Wale, More About Nothing, Scissor Control. And this one is like not the best musically, but I put it on there because... It was my first placement. It's PMUI going through the motions, and that's what allowed me to come out here. Mm. So it's a personal one. When yeah. did Channel Orange come out? Last 20, year, 2015. No, 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 no. That was like probably oh, 20, no. 2011 what? or something. Like yeah, that. I think Last it's closer year? to 2011. Really? Channel Orange? Yeah. Yeah, let me see. I'm gonna look it Nova up. Novocaine came out in 2011, so I imagine. Oh it yeah. Came out yeah. After yeah. Right, you, you could go. I'm gonna find it. You have no uh, honorable mention? Um, nah. All right. Nah. <laughs> Solid list. Yep. All right, so mine. Oh, my bad. Twenty eleven, February 2011. sixteen, twenty eleven. Okay, that's nostalgia. Um, nostalgia Ultra. Oh, nostalgia Ultra. Yeah. Did two okay. come out in twenty eleven? Nostalgia um, Ultra is kind of like the precursor to Channel Orange. Yeah. It's like a sh- it's like a short album. Yeah, it's just a oh. mixtape. All right, so my number ten is a seat at the table by Solange, mostly because who knew Solange could do that? Uh, number nine, twenty fourteen, Forest Hills Drive by. J. Cole, also known as Double Platinum with no features. Uh, 
This one might surprise you guys, but uh, my number eight is Beyonce, four. I say like 80% of that album is just fire. Uh, number seven, Rihanna, anti. Who good knew album. She, who knew, who mm-hmm. knew she could do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the first Rihanna album I ever liked. <clears throat> For real. At I, all. I like songs on her other albums, but that album is just like back to back. Like yeah. She's mm-hmm. doing it with somebody else's vocals, but she's doing it. Yeah, have you heard all the demos? Or it's just like yes. the people who wrote the song is just doing their version of it. Yeah, I heard the party next door. Somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "I wish I had this for myself." Um, that allowed Aunt, uh, uh, Rihanna to focus on makeup and fashion and fashion and just being Rihanna. Fenty. Bad gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, next one is gonna be trilogy by the weekend. All three of those, and that is because I don't. Uh, though I grade all of this on like success, impact, numbers, uh, numbers. All that jazz. I think The Weeknd dropped this and nobody else does music like The Weeknd. Right. Nobody else does music well, like The Well, not that I know of. I seen Tyler's face change. I don't know if you... I don't I don't think anybody else does. Right. No, I don't I think, think so. Right. He's he's evil Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, he's, he's really good. He's so different and in his own lane that like... Yeah. This... The impact is there. It's just... So nobody, he, nobody can try... No one even wants to try to be like... Toxic Mike. Toxic Mike? <laughs> I mean... There's an argument there, but I'm going yeah. to no, I was <laughs> thinking about it, but I'm going to move on real quick. <laughs> uh, number five, which was a hard placement for me, because I, I listened to this album a lot, but I didn't want to put it on my list for some reason, and that was Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. Only because I really, 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 really didn't like Blonde. The next one is going to be Magic Jordan with The Space Between. Um, I know a lot of people really dislike this album, but to me, it had the most replay value. Nobody knows who they are. They're signed to OVO, and they made this album that just sounds like them. There's no like, there's there's no mix of other people in there. It's their album. It has their sound. All the beats sound like them, and I just thought it was amazing. Um, you on that on that album is that is particularly my favorite song in the first two. Number three is gonna be Kendrick Lamar's "Damn." I chose "Damn" because I think that is when Kendrick Lamar went international. That's when uh, he 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 transgressed in uh, rap and hip hop. Though he's rapping uh, on the album, everybody heard "Damn." It was it had multiple uh, huge songs on it. And at first, I didn't like it, but a year later, I listened to it at, uh, while working out one time, and was just like, "This is a great album." So that's number three. Number two has got to be Adele, uh, 21. Uh, Adele sold a crap ton of albums. She has black girl voice. She's amazing. And Adele is one of those, like, you can't say music is dead or everything is auto-tune or whatever because she could sing. And uh, she made amazing music on 21. And number one has to be Kanye West, My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Beautiful um, dark twisted. You don't fantasy. even know the My name beautiful. Of it. I I wrote it wrong. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Um, I personally like. Um, I like uh, who will survive in America, and uh, the song before that, and can we get much higher? And and monster, um, all like mind blowingly good. And if I made that album, I would be uh, narcissist too. Uh, my honorable mentions are, and this one came out in 2009, September 2009, but I actually think that it's so important to the 2010s that it, sh- it, it if it came out January 20 of 2010, I would have put it as, as my number one, and that's So Far Gone by Drake. 
um, the rapping, singing thing just exploded in the 2010s. And uh, I credit that, though he's not the first to do it, but he's the one who uh, made it big. And I credit that to Drake. I mean, that all came from, that all came from 808s. Yeah, you're right. But I think I think so far Gun's better than 808s and Heartbreak. Uh, though 808s is very good. Um, my other one is going to be uh, uh, Rick Ross's God Forgives I Don't. A lot of anthems on that one. Take Care by Drake. Velvet by Jameson and 444 by Jay-Z. I was thinking about 444. Yeah. You guys really like know your shit and got yours out of the way. And now I'm going to tell you exactly my favorite albums. And from the standpoint of, I have no idea Take your time. what makes music good and what makes music bad. You, you're just, you're just, you're trying to pre-apologize so that I don't like freak out. I just, on you. yeah, you're definitely gonna freak out. <laughs> Did I've, Jeremy I've, Renner drop an album? It, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's that good. It's that good shit, and you guys are gonna listen to it after this. All right. Uh, Speaking of Jeremy Renner, this is so. I really don't appreciate Jeremy Renner as an actor, but he he's was, in your favorite movie. But that's <laughs> what I was getting to. Uh, but that's how I knew I liked Wind River because I really liked him in that movie. And I normally do not. And this is connected because he is Tyler's favorite musical artist right now. That is true. That's 100% true. Absolutely. This is true. the type of music. <laughs> the main attraction. Is true. <laughs> you guys get it. Kicking up dust. Daddy's July 4th music. Sleek. That's a good. That's a All right, good, Tyler, that's name your list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seriously, take your time. The I'm name of my list desperately is... Desperately trying to... I'll go before you. Cobble this together. Yeah. 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 Uh, at number 10, sitting sitting pretty is uh, Panic at the Disco, Pray for the Wicked. And it's because I saw it live and it was a fantastic show. It was really good and I enjoy Brendan Urie. Number 9 is Dan and Shay with their self-titled album, Dan and Shay. It's got a lot of good songs on it. I highly recommend if you're looking to get in, into country, start with Dan and Shay. They're really, they're really like as as close, and it's not really that possible as to R and B as you can get in the country genre. Uh, Kelby's not gonna like this. Number eight is Childish Gambino with Camp. Trash. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> with what? Uh, Camp. Camp. Okay. Is that not the album name? No, yeah, it's just it that. has. Um, uh, if you're gonna put a Childish Gambino album in your list, it's not that one. But all right. Is that the one with 2008 on it? Or? No, that's no. the one right after it. That's the one he that's wants. That's Because of the Internet. Uh, that one, I like that one. I like Because of the Internet, but this one had... The first ever Childish, like, actual Childish Gambino song I listened to was... Um, oh, God damn it. That's a good song. I know, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's this... Uh, you guys talking about 3000... What's the lyrics? I'm trying to think of it, because now I, all I have in my head is... I'll, oh, I'll none, of these, none of these songs on the album are memorable enough to remember. I know, yeah. Uh, but that, it was it. the first Heartbeat? one. Heartbeat? Heartbeat, that's what it was. Thank you. It was okay, Heartbeat. That was, that was cool. the first one I listened to, and I was like, this is amazing. And then I was like, this is him. And then I was like, he's in Community. I love Community. It was really fantastic. Uh, moving on to number seven, I have A Day to Remember What Separates Me From You, and it's just a really good album. It's like the last years of my uh, high school career and I was just like it felt good to listen to it high school career that's a, yeah. that's a good way to put that yeah well so when you work. guys were making these lists were you thinking about how old you were when 2010 began and then to 2019 I was, I was thinking of it like as soundtracks to that period of my life yeah I definitely I thought out. like holy shit like I can't like it, I had two different reactions to certain things I'm like I can't believe this was that long ago 
Like I can't. I, I thought. I thought this thing came out so long ago, and it, I can't believe it was still in this decade. And there was other things yeah. where it was the opposite, where I was like, "That came out when?" Yeah, Shit. I thought yeah. that just came out. Uh, but it's a it's a good album. I, I recommend listening to it. Okay. Uh, number six uh, is an artist named Stenage, and he had an album called The Preview. It's got some good songs. They're like experimental. Uh, they're still pop though. It's pretty good. Uh, number five, I have Rascal Flats Rewind. I'm a huge Rascal Flats song. Uh, I only put them at so number. You're five. a huge Rascal Flats song. I I'm a huge Rascal. You are Flatts you. Song. Are, I am personally a Rascal Flats. I'll tell Flatts I'll song. tell you one thing, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. You are a walking Rascal Flats. Thank song. you very much. That's a compliment to me. Yeah, you good. You good looking. But I I like all of their music and and I just God bless to, the I, broken road. I had to <laughs> put them on my list. God bless. Uh, number four was Travis Scott. Burton. Julia knows of this because of her grandma talking about this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, you guys are missing out if you don't listen to Rascal Flatts. Well, also my friend was going to try out for American Idol singing that song. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think it's one of their more overplayed songs. Still, fi- still a fantastic song. Got no problems with it. Number four, Travis Scott, Birds in the Trap, uh, Sing McKnight. It got me with the the title of the album, and I was like, "This sounds good. I like Brian McKnight." And then I listened to it, and I was like, "Even the song with Justin Bieber was fine. It was yeah. really good." You're not a believer. <laughs> I I am I am a believer. All right, well, yeah. all right. Uh, <laughs> number number three is Kendrick Lamar, "Good Kid, Mad City," mm. and that's just because I heard uh, "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe" on that one. That's know about it. That's a classic song. It's a good song. <laughs> I I just I put the album because we said artist and album, not artist and song. Um, Even the Jay Z remix, that was cool. Oh, okay. Uh, number two, I have Frank Ocean Novocaine, and that's just—it's also just for the song Novocaine. It's one of my favorite songs. I think you mean Channel Orange. Are you I, sure? That's, that's nostalgia ultra. Look it up because when I looked up the album, Novocaine it said Novocaine, 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 but it maybe it just like gave. Oh, you me. Novocaine album. isn't on Channel Orange. That's what I'm saying. It's I think Novocaine its own. Oh, it's, okay. its own that album. One, yeah, Swim Good on there. But I like those two. Oh, okay. Let us know. The, the the name of it is called Novocaine, the album? That's what I thought. I know there's there's a song named Novocaine, and when I looked up the album, it said Novocaine. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that they were just giving me like the single of this the This had album. a big impact on you, huh? It, it, it still gives me the feels whenever I listen to it. Nah. He has Channel Orange, Blonde, and Nostalgia Ultra. Okay, so it must be... Whichever one came out in 2011. I'm pretty sure it's on... It's on uh, Novocaine. It was on Nostalgia Ultra. Okay, perfect. Fantastic. Uh, and number one all time last 10 years was the entire soundtrack to Hamilton by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Fan fucking tastic. You can't find a song on there that's not amazing and fun to listen to. And it counts. You cultured a little bit. You know, I try. All right. Jules. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't do a list or numbers. I just sort of thought of music over the past nine years so i'm just gonna kind of talk about them organically all right um so the first thing that popped into my mind was my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which is interesting because many of us share that on our lists Mm -hmm. that song runaway yes yeah yeah Yeah. it's a great song i was i used to i think that was funny that he was just doing the one key for some reason it always made me laugh imagining him just being like is that funny? Probably did look funny. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Remember it's not that, funny. Is that funny? Remember when you can you that objectively tell me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, was that is funny. Sweet. Did you watch the video? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah video right. was kind of cool. Yeah. 
Kanye was a whole different beast, man. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was a time for him. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Amber Rose. Channel Orange <laughs> was big for me. So when you said Frank Ocean, I thought of that. And um, Lana Del Rey was big for me. She had a time a few years. I don't remember which album because Born to Die maybe came out before 2010, but I'm not sure. And then the Paradise version or something came out after that. But then her new stuff I don't really like. So one of the Lana Del Rey albums that came out in the decade. And one of the Bonnie Vera albums I also listened to a lot. LCD Sound System came out with, I believe it's an EP. It, it's definitely not a full album, but it has. it's called American Dream. So it has... Oh Baby and American Dream on it. And those two songs changed my life. And so that's about five, right? Mm. I'll name one more. Porches came out with an album that I could listen to all the way through for the rest of my life. (laughs) And that's pretty good. Drew. All right. This is a really cobbled together list. I only made it as far as... 2013 going through this list of all albums released every year so up to 2013 plus a few random things i thought of brian williams will williams brian <laughs> brian wilson reimagines gershwin birdman. when you said brian williams i thought birdman no That's money well right. brian williams is a, is a is a news anchor but i meant brian wilson he's one of the driving creative forces behind the beach boys mm, we finish or is we done what are we talking uh, about Todd. okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, so the trilogy by the weekend uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy uh, Plastic Beach by the Gorillas. I the Gorillas. Unheavenly Creatures by Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> uh, Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen. Frank Ocean's Blonde. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ah. Tell me something. Both y'all don't you. like that. Yeah. Tell me something. David. He didn't have no drums on it. It's yeah, a good so album. He has some cool albums. Oh, some cool songs on mm. it. Oh, yeah. I feel like there are definite camps for Frank Ocean on what on Blonde versus his other stuff. Mm. Dirty Projectors self-titled album. And uh, beat the chant by the mountain goats. Okay. Uh, that and makes I, me think of um, Sylvanesso. Do is that on your list? No. Why? What is? Why does that make you think of? I don't know, because it's sort of similar genre. Their self-titled album is. I'll add that to mine. That's your yeah. list. I mean, I like. Uh, well, I mean, not really. That's just what I was able to quickly cobble together while you guys were talking. Okay. I definitely feel self-con. I I almost wish I hadn't done it. Because I'd rather give a more definitive list than this mm-hmm. like incomplete you know, thing. You can it's okay. Come back. But yeah. you got some good stuff on you. You got some good stuff. Um, favorite podcast of the last ten years? Um, My favorite one is definitely probably. last podcast on the left. Joe Joe Biden's podcast. Nostalgia cast. Hey, yeah. laugh's kind of scary. I'm not gonna lie. Oh boy. All right, so our, our, we get to go to our next list. Yeah, no, we have another is, list. I, I, have I, have, I think only you have this. Yeah. Oh, okay, so what's this, this list? Yeah. This is, Go ahead, Kelly. This is my list of okay. artists of the decade. Preach. Okay. Oh, artists of the decade. Just of all around decade. artists. And okay. I made I made a 15 person list and a couple of uh, honorable mentions. You have one too? No, I have one. All right, so this is mine. Um, number 15, I. Okay, I made this list based off of success, impact, virality, and. Uh, streams or sales all right so number 15 j cole j cole because he's consistently inconsistent uh he's he's great more than he's not great but when he's great he just disappears for a while and i'm not a big fan of that number 14 bruno 
Uh, Bruno Mars, who became a megastar after a song with B.O.B. And now B.O.B. only exists on Twitter, uh, which is amazing. Uh, number 13, The Weeknd. Even though B.O.B. I... exists on the bottom side of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, number 13, The Weeknd. Um, even though The Weeknd's style is changing... Uh, and it changes every project. I still think he's just a different beast, um, and and he's a star, star. Even though he doesn't have, he doesn't have certain aspects of mega stardom, but he's still just his music is so good that that's what he is. Number twelve, Nicki Minaj. I don't. I only put Nicki Minaj on there because I think she opened the door for all the other uh, female MCs that are out now and about. Um, but am I the biggest Nicki Minaj fan? Not really. Uh, number 11, Ed Sheeran. I don't know what it is about Ed Sheeran, but he's popular. Uh, <laughs> next. <laughs> next. <laughs> I like a couple of his songs. He's got some good little wedding songs and whatnot. But it's, he has it. the kind of Taylor Swift appeal. Yeah. Where he can do the sort of romance storytelling. Yeah. Uh, except from a male perspective. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Though I think he's... I don't want to say he's more edgy than Taylor Swift, but he mm. he he seems like more of a normal person than Taylor Swift. I guess I would put it that way. We don't know him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But his per his, the perception of his brand. That's what is what I'll say. Uh, next, Eminem. Eminem, who I often think is retired, somehow still creeps about, <laughs> dro <laughs> dropping music, and we care about it. Um, so Eminem. Still in the 2010s. I think I saw him at Coachella. Passed by and I was like, I don't know any of these songs. So I'm going to leave. Um, number nine, uh, an unconventional superstar, Post Malone. Um, I thought, I think everybody was going to write him off when he came out with White Iverson. And everyone was like, hey, this is a cool song. But wait a second. He's white with braids and a grill? I don't know about this guy. And then he just kept on dropping more hit songs. And now he's Post Malone. Uh, number eight, Ariana Grande, mostly because how did she go from the girl on Nickelodeon on somebody else's show, which to me is ginormous, and become uh, Ariana Grande? And she made that album, I think it's called Seven Rings, which she made in a short period of time, and it was a great album. Number seven, purely based off of her success, and she got a couple of songs that's cool, uh, Taylor Swift. Moving on. Uh, number six, <laughs> uh, number six, Billie Eilish, because she's probably going to own the next 10 years. Um, number five is going to be Kendrick Lamar. He kind of has the same drop something, disappear thing that uh, J. Cole has, but he is, to me, another unconventional superstar because he grow he grew his hair out and really is like a guy from the streets, but he's like a... a like a streets hippie sort of guy. He's not like too tough. He's not too this. He's not too deaf. He's cool with representing himself as like a real black man. And uh, he surpassed everybody's expectations. So Kendrick Lamar. Uh, number four is going to be Beyonce. Beyonce on probably most people's list is number one artist of the decade. But um, I feel like she hasn't, uh, she hasn't gotten men and women. Uh, so that's why she's number four for me because I think her audience is really specific. Um, number three is going to be Kanye, whether it's the music or 
whatever Kardashian-esque thing he says or does to always top the headlines, uh, he's there. He's in our face, and we can pretty much never forget about him. Um, number two is going to be Adele. Uh, Adele is amazing. Uh, when Hello came out, it was the only song that played next to Hotline Bling for like six months. So Adele. And number one is going to be Drake. Uh, he's outsold everybody except, well, except Adele uh, and Eminem in 2010. But streaming-wise, success-wise, stardom-wise, mega stardom-wise, Drake. Men, men like him. Women like him. What about Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. Give me a second. Okay. Uh, and honorable mentions is going to be Justin Bieber, Cardi B, Travis Scott, The Migos, DJ Khaled for some reason, Future, Justin Timberlake, Lady Gaga, Skepta and Giggs, and Miley Cyrus. I like that Skepta shout out. Yes. Miley. Konnichiwa was almost on my list. Really? Oh. Yeah. yeah. In fact, fuck it. I only did nine. So I'm adding Konnichiwa oh. by Skepta. Wait, you... Oh. There you I go. counted. I only did nine. Gotcha. Nice. What about All J? Did you guys listen to All J? Not a huge fan. Don't know. All right. Okay. My wife likes. I made it. a I made a throw together list real quick of of artists that I think were influential in the in the last ten years. <laughs> They're mostly from a couple years ago. Um. <laughs> um. What? Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Just real quick, in no particular order. I do have numbers, but they don't matter. Uh, Casey Neistat, Philip DeFranco. Uh, both YouTube personalities, I think they're doing big things in their in their uh, lanes. Uh, Frank Ocean, um, Will Smith. Will Smith has just somehow been able to stay super relevant this entire time, even if it was like a, a small lull between his time on uh, movies and YouTube. Rudy Francisco is a poet on the but, uh, Button Society New York poet slam poetry scene, and he's really good. Uh, Tina Fey, Shia LaBeouf, David Tennant, all fantastic. I think Taika Waititi is an amazing uh, director. I think Jordan Peele, they both came out and were f- fucking amazing in the last 10 years. Uh, Dave Chappelle, hilarious. And Boots Riley. So what was that list? That was just uh, artists. Oh. I see. Just re- all artists. All right. <laughs> Those are our lists of the top 10 of everything for the decade. Uh, a little bit of a unconventional episode, but we just wanted to get something out, and we didn't really have a full full classic episode prepared uh, because of the holidays. Thank you for listening. If you like this and you want to hear more, subscribe. If you've already subscribed, you like the show, you have a friend you think might be interested, share the show with them. If you want to find out more about the show or any of the other nostalgic content we post on a daily basis, you can go to our Facebook page. Todd's noticing that squeaking sound that I'm assuming Tyler is making. Uh... (laughs) And uh, you can follow our Facebook page, the Nostalgia Facebook page, the official Nostalgia Facebook page. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, at Nostalgia. You can join our Facebook group, the Nostalgia Facebook group, if you search that in groups. Um, and if you want to support us in a more monetary way, you can become a supporter. Go to our Facebook page, Nostalgia. Click on the Become a Supporter button at the top. And uh, for four ninety nine a month, you can support the show, and you can also get access to a bunch of uh, rare, rare... Uh, uh, <laughs> um, we're fucking holographic bonus these ones, boys. content that uh, nobody else has access to new videos bonus episodes of the podcast so on and so forth thank you for listening so long have happy a happy holidays, new year mm-hmm. happy new year and everything like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas also Home Alone okay. 2 is not better than Home Alone 1 mm. we'll talk about that next week